Welcome back to the Keep It Quirky podcast. I'm your host, Katie Quinn, and this is the pod where I talk with fellow creatives and entrepreneurs about food, travel, and the discipline and drive to create. Passion begets passion. So come on with me and let's do this. Hey everyone, it has been a few months since I've been here with you. A lot has happened since then in my life anyway. Um, Connor and I moved to Italy, and if you follow me on social media or YouTube, you know all about this move. It's been fantastic. Long story short, I am pursuing Italian dual citizenship. We're living in a town in southern Italy in the region of Puglia. The town is called Trani, and it has been amazing. Hospitality is incredible. Yes, even in COVID times, everyone manages to be super friendly. We've had a great time. Life has been, as you can imagine, um, really insane. But I am getting this podcast to your ears because I am A, so excited about the guest and our conversation and the information, the knowledge that this woman brings. And also because I have started a Patreon. And so I am prioritizing getting this episode out to you all because now I have patrons, which I am beyond thrilled about. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's a platform that helps creators like me earn a living. And in exchange, I give you perks and rewards, such as a monthly recipe, behind the scenes content, and credits at the end of all of my videos and podcasts. So you'll be hearing about the patrons at the end of this episode. So that's the big stuff, the super exciting stuff. We're really kicking off 2021 with a bang here at the Keep It Quirky podcast. I hope it's kicking off extraordinarily well for all of you too. I'm pretty excited to get this guest in your ears because it's definitely going to improve your day. I'll tell you that much. Her name is Sophie Minkili. And if I want to choose to describe her first and foremost by how she has described herself on her Instagram profile, she's a professional pasta eater. <laughs> she proudly has eaten pasta every day for 30 years. And that is a part of growing up in Italy and being from Italy. So she is half Italian, half American, born and raised in Rome. One thing that I love so much about this conversation with Sophie, but also just honestly following her on Instagram, is the nuanced view of Italy that she provides. You know, there is this stereotypical way in which foreigners and Americans specifically talk about Italy, right? We tend to say the same adjectives describing it. Oh, and like the language is so beautiful. The pizza is so great. While these things all may be really true, there's a so much more to it. And I just love talking to Sophie. We actually connected for a video that I did all about Puglia, this region of Italy that I am living in now. But our conversation was so wonderful and covered so much ground that I was like, all right, I've got to find a way to share this conversation. And so I'm thrilled to be sharing it with you here on the Keep It Quirky podcast. And now let us commence your immediate friend crush, I'm sure, on Sophie Minkili. Here's our chat. It's Sophie Minkili. Ciao, buongiorno. Wow, oh, hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for hopping on this Zoom call with me. Where are you in Italy right now? So right now I am in Umbria and uh, I'm usually based in Rome, but because of the whole lockdown situation, we're here in our second home just because we're surrounded by nature and it just seemed like a better idea. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Um, but so since I have called you to talk about Puglia, 
tell me what your relationship is with Puglia. Isn't your dad from this area? Yes. So basically, my father is from Puglia. He's actually from Bari, which is the biggest city in Puglia. So we've been going there all my life since I was born because we have a lot of family and friends there. It's my second home. (laughs) Bari is very close to where I am in Trani, right? It's like a half hour away. And I can't wait to talk to you more about this area. But let's give people an idea of who you are, Sophie. Um, I first learned about you through your amazing mother, Elizabeth Minkili. So my mom's American and my dad's Italian from Puglia. And me and my mom have been working together uh, for five, six years now. And we lead food tours all over Italy, including Puglia. And my mom really started promoting the business through social media. I was not very good with technology, so she's actually the one that helped me learn how to use Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> TikTok, which I had no idea how to use. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's opposite and, of, of most most yeah. mother daughters. It's opposite. Yeah. <laughs> My mom taught me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I sort of fell in love with Instagram and started promoting Italy through Instagram, but it was also thanks to her. I think because I was born and raised here, I took most Italian things for granted, like the beauty of this country and just everyday things, like having coffee at the bar every morning. But seeing Italy through my American mother's eyes, I was like, wow, I think actually like me having coffee in this old fashioned bar every morning is amazing. Let me post a video or a picture of it. And people liked it. And so that's sort of how the whole thing started (laughs) so yeah usually we'd be leading food tours this time of year year round we lead food tours but obviously now that's not happening so we're hoping in 2021 so sophie didn't you go to university in the uk yes so i was born and raised in rome and i finished high school in rome and then since i spoke english i thought why not go explore somewhere else and go to university where they speak english and so i thought of the us but then i thought that's too far away like i want to be able to come home whenever i want <laughs> and so the uk seemed like the best option so i was in london for 3 years where i studied uh, communications <laughs> nice so i am american I have just moved to Italy from London. So kind of like my three places are also like your three places just in a different, just shuffled around a little bit. Amazing. So yeah, but I was there for three years. And then after the third year, I was like, I'm ready to get out of here, actually. Um, I I never got used to the weather and um, the food. I mean, London is amazing. I just missed Italy. From the three places in Italy that you are most familiar with, which we've just talked about, right? Umbria, where your family has a place where you are now. Rome, where you live most of the time, where you were raised. And then Puglia, where you have family and where you come often. How are those regions different or similar? Or can you kind of paint a picture for me of from like north to south, what that looks like? Um, so it's crazy. Like each region in Italy to me is like a different country. So the food they eat, the language they speak. I mean, 
we all speak Italian, but then we speak dialect at home. And so each dialect in each region is a different language. Um, but also the way people act. So Umbria, let's start with Umbria. Umbria, we also call it the green heart of Italy. So it's landlocked. So the people are, it's a lot of farming and agriculture. Umbrians are known to be very closed in people, like kind of cold at first, but it's not true. Once you get to know them, they're very friendly. And, um, and also from a nature perspective, it's uh, sort of like Tuscany, but greener. So I love it more. So in Umbria, everywhere you look is bright green. There's green everywhere. Wow. And the food... So obviously there's no seafood because we're landlocked, but we are known for truffles. So there's a ton of truffles. Like our freezer is filled with truffles here because oh my our, neighbors, <laughs> our neighbors, like everyone around us as a fun thing to do on the weekends, they go truffle hunting and they find like bags and bags of them and they just give them to their neighbors. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. I want neighbors like that. <laughs> Well, that's pretty nice. And then Rome obviously is a huge city. So that's a part of it, a big difference. Um, Romans are, <laughs> I don't know how to explain what Romans feel. They're like rough. They give you rough love. So sort of like what people think of Romans. Like at first they're a little bit um, cold, but then I guess that's with all Italians. <laughs> Once you get to know them, <laughs> And you show them that you're a good person and you have good intentions, then you're like your family forever. They'll Aww. love you. Um, the that, food you know, in Rome. That, that, I was just going to say that kind of reminds me of New Yorkers. I lived in New York City for 10 years and it's kind of the same way. At first, it's like, don't talk to me. But then after you break through the shell, you're good. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> um, in Rome, the food, um, well, obviously there's a lot of like newer stuff like sushi and Indian food, like you can find all of that. But the traditional food is, um, I would say a lot of pasta. I eat a lot of pasta in Rome. <laughs> so like the most famous ones maybe people have heard of are carbonara, amatriciana, and cache pepe. And um, another thing people maybe wouldn't expect is in Rome, we mostly dry pasta. So like the one from a box or bag, whereas uh -huh. like in Umbria, it's fresh pasta. So that's also a big difference between regions. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And I, I love how on your Instagram profile, you have professional pasta eater as your description. <laughs> It's my life. I eat pasta every day. I've been eating it every day for 30 years now. I'm, it's, I couldn't amazing. live without it. Uh, that's amazing. Even since we have moved to Italy, I've been having pasta every day too, because it just seems like the right thing to do. I don't know. <laughs> it is. That's the way Italians do it. Every day for lunch, usually. <laughs> oh, for lunch. Okay. Versus, versus for dinner. Yeah, dinner, you would have something lighter, which is like meat or fish, vegetables, beans, soup. And then you go down to Puglia. <laughs> and I love Southern Italy in general. Like it's my favorite part of Italy is Southern Italy. And there the people are not cold at all. So that's the opposite where like in the north, maybe they'll be a little put off at first and then they warm up. In Puglia, they're a little like almost too warm just to begin with. Like 
I remember my first times in Puglia, like as a teenager going on holiday, like people literally, like as soon as you show a little interest, you ask a question, they're like, come in my house and eat. I want to, I want you to meet all of my family. I want you to try this, eat this, stay here, you're staying for dinner, take a shower, have a nap. Like <laughs> you're part of their family. <laughs> That's amazing. And I'm so happy to hear you say that. Everywhere I've gone in, you know, markets or cafes or anywhere that, and I've practiced my dibaze, very basic, a uh, very basic Italian, people are so kind to me and very patient. Coming yeah. from London and before that New York, I have to say it's a very nice feeling. <laughs> Yes, they are very patient and just very friendly in Puglia, like all of Puglia, just people are amazing. <laughs> and so will you talk a little bit about, you do these incredible um, and really beautiful kind of profiles of people um, in Puglia. You have done it other places as well, but the ones in Puglia I think are, are really beautiful um, with kind of an older generation and a lot of artisans as well, people, crafts people. Um, can you tell me how do you, how do you meet these people and like, what is that, what is that like? So meeting them, I just sort of go up to people. I like, you it's weird. If you're walking around anywhere in Italy with me, I'll be walking and then I'll see someone and I, I fall in love with their face. Like there's just something about their face that I'm attracted to. And so I literally, I've just learned to like not feel embarrassed and I just go up to them. And if I just start chatting and most of the times they're open and want to chat. So that's amazing. And I feel like once you start chatting, instead of like going up and just taking a picture of them, if you have a little conversation, ask questions, and then sometimes I just pull out my phone and record. Sometimes I ask them, can I take a picture? Or can I take a video of you repeating that same recipe to me again? And my love for older generations, I've always had that. I think because I'm kind of nostalgic of like an era where I wasn't born in. I'm, yeah. And I'm also scared that once that generation disappears, it's all going to disappear. And, but that's the Italy I love. It's the older generation, the recipes, their story is the way they talk, they move, everything. I think it's so beautiful. And I love that you are getting information from them, like the recipes that you can carry on. And, you know, so now it's in our generation, right? And then you can pass it down to future generations. You recently on your Instagram TV, IGTV, you did a recipe, an orchiette recipe that is, that is from Puglia. Will you explain what that recipe was? So it was orecchiette con le cime di rapa. So traditionally that recipe is from the Bari area. So the area where my dad's from, where you're living now. Um, and cime di rapa, I think I figured out in English, it's called broccoli rab or broccolini. Yeah. Yeah. It's not exactly the kind of broccoli rab we would buy in America, but I think it's the same 
plant. It's maybe just a different, yeah, exactly. Slightly different variety, but yes, I think calling it broccoli rabe is the correct thing. So yeah, and it's um, traditionally done with orecchiette, but obviously you can't find orecchiette as easily outside of uh, Puglia. So I'm in the middle of Umbria in the countryside, so I made the recipe with a different shape of pasta, which is fine. Um, But yeah, it's a really easy recipe. All you need is the broccoli rabe, the garlic, anchovies, and a lot of olive oil. And yeah, it's on my IGTV. Perfect. And I will make sure to link to your IGTV so people can find it. Um, I might also make that dish for this video. Is that okay if I use your recipe and make it for the video? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be sure to to point out. That's my nonna's recipe. So my grandma from Bari. So you should do it. (laughs) Oh my God. It's perfect. Okay. I cannot wait. I definitely will. (laughs) What are some other dishes or just foods that you think about when you think of Puglia? So funnily, like that's not a word. Uh, Funny enough, uh, it's street food. So like when I go to Puglia, I want to eat things that I can't find in other parts of Italy. So one of them is focaccia. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because the focaccia, like the one you'll have in Bari, for example, is really thin and crispy. It's almost fried on the bottom. It's delicious. And then if you go have it in Altamura, it's really like, uh, it's thicker and more airy, um, the flavors are always delicious. It's just the consistency that changes throughout Puglia. Ah, this is so interesting. Now I want to go on like a focaccia road trip and just sure. eat focaccia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after lockdown, after lockdown, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, um, another thing is um, panzerotti, for example. I don't know if you've heard of that. Non ancora? So, no. Oh, so if you go to Bari, for example, um, they're like mini calzoni, which are stuffed and fried. And they can be stuffed with like uh, either cheese and tomato, or I've had it with uh, meat, with cime di rapa, onions, and they're so good. So panzerotti. Um, and then when you go further south, so the very tip of Puglia is called Salento. And um, there are two things that are very specific to that area. One is called uh, rustico. So it's like a puff pastry and it's stuffed with bechamel and tomatoes. And it's so good. And you only find it there. (laughs) And another thing is pasticciotto, which is what they eat for breakfast. And it's like a pastry boat filled with pastry cream. And you eat it first thing in the morning when it's still warm. So I have had pasticciotto when I went to Lecce a couple years ago. And pasticciotto is one of my favorite things. So Salento is like a, an area within Puglia? It, yes. What, what is Salento? <laughs> Salento is actually my favorite part of, no, I can't say that. It's one of my favorite parts of Puglia. So it usually, like if you're looking at the map, it's from, it starts between Lecce and Brindisi. Like if you draw a line from there down is Salento. So it's just the tip of the heel. Um, And even uh, like nature wise, it's very different than Northern um, 
Puglia. So it almost feels like it's all flat. It's very dry. It's very hot. That's where they used to grow tobacco in the 90s. So it has these big fields. Um, people, there's a lot of agriculture there, but there's also these amazing sea towns. Like some of my favorite beaches are there. Oh. It's just amazing. Are you? I love. It. Are you? <laughs> I love how much you love it. <laughs> I'm so excited. But another fun thing um, about Salento is that they actually speak a dialect so different from the one of the area where you're living now, that if they speak to each other in dialect, they can't understand each other at all. Not one word. What? Yeah, it's do, you know, do you know why? Like, what's the history behind that? Do you know? Is it like the Normans well, versus just, the, I don't know, Greeks or something? Yeah. <laughs> so in Puglia in general, there's Greek influence, um, Arabic influence, also Spanish influence. There's a few t- towns in Salento where they actually still speak a Greek dialect. So it's more similar to Greek than to Italian, which is mind blowing. But then it was also because, I mean, back in the times, if you lived in your small little town, it wasn't easy to go to body and sell stuff. So you were isolated in your small little town. And so that's all you knew. You didn't have like TV to learn Italian. You probably didn't go to school because you were poor and you were farming. And so that's still very much stuck into our culture, the dialect. Yeah. But so like for me, a person learning Italian and, and speaking Italian, there is, like you were saying, the dialect is something really just spoken in the home and to like, close friends but so for me everyone could understand the kind of standard italian that that i'm speaking yeah right? yeah the one you're speaking and learning is the one that we're taught in school the one that if you turn on the tv it'll be like the proper italian um also if you read an italian book it's obviously like proper italian but at home with our friends like out on the street we speak dialect So can I ask, which dialect do you speak in your home? Because you do have Pugliese roots, but then also like you have a home in Umbria, but you live in Rome most of the time. So what's the dialect? Yeah. So my dialect is uh, Roman. So at home, I speak either English, which is mostly what we speak, because with my mom, we speak English. If I say something to my dad, it'll be in Italian. But if we're all involved in the conversation, it's English. So, but at school, like with my friends, it's Roman dialect. But then after having spent um, all this time in Puglia, so my dad actually never spoke to me in dialect. He like made it a point to teach me proper Italian. So I never learned dialect from Bari, but uh, having spent all my summers in Salento, I actually speak and understand the dialect from Salento, which is another language. (laughs) That is so cool, Sophie. I really think that's like, that's just amazing. Is there anything else about Italy in general that you, that I haven't asked you that you want to share? Italy in general, like... So my plan, if COVID hadn't happened, was to spend a lot of time in the north because I don't know a lot about northern Italy. So the, the fun thing about Italy is that you can be living here all your life and you still don't know anything about certain regions of Italy. There's always something amazing to explore. Like this summer I discovered Cilento, which is the area right below the Amalfi Coast. 
which was amazing discovery. And then I also managed to get north to Genova, Cinque Terre, so in Liguria. And that was mind blowing, like such amazing food, the people, I loved it. Um, and then I went to Trentino Alto Adige, which is way up north. And that's basically like being in Germany. It's another country, yeah. it's crazy, but it's Italy. <laughs> Um, but my heart will always be with southern Italy I just I love it and it's like my dream is to move it to Puglia eventually and start leading more and more tours there and that's what I'm working on now Amazing. Okay. And so for anyone around the world watching this video, when they want to come to Puglia and visit and explore, they know to look you up. I'll show you all the good Focaccia, Banzerotti, and the little old people playing cards on the streets. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Sophie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and to share your love of this country. Yeah, I'm so excited you're in Puglia. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, and next time you come to Puglia, hit me up. I would love to hang out. I will. Bye, ciao. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Thank you again, Sophie. You all can follow her on Instagram at sminchili. M-I-N-C-H-I-L-L-I. And Sophie's got a book coming out before too long here. It's in the works. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And thanks again to my patrons, Kelsey, Jody, Thomas, Susan, Joseph, Saren, Susan. Oh, we've got two Susans. I just realized that. Rami, Sinistergola, Cindy, Elizabeth, and David. Thank you so much. And as always, thank you to the musician for this theme song that you're listening to, Brian Quinn, at BQ Funk on Instagram. I hope your year's kicking off real well. I hope that you're craving pasta right now, and I hope you go make it. But whatever you do, don't forget to keep it quirky.